All right. Hello, everyone. Uh, excited to be here today. Um, we're doing another SaaS marketing makeover. Very excited about this show and even more excited about our guests. Today, we're joined by Mike Tatum, uh, who does lead generation at Kinsta. Mike, you want to say hi to everybody? Hey, yeah. Nice to be here. Um, yeah. Like you just like Garrett said, I run lead generation at Kinsta, a managed WordPress hosting company. Um, so I live and breathe SaaS. So I'm really excited for this. I love it, man. I love it, man. Y'all are taking some market share away from WP Engine. So yeah. <laughs> um, no, excited to uh, hear your thoughts, your perspective. You know, I got this agency, you know, point of view, and then you got this in-house and a little bit of your own agency point of view. So definitely yeah. curious to see we, what we come up with. Now, the question is, who are we coming up with ideas for? And yeah. so let's see the wheel. <laughs> All right. Who do we got today? see workable all right i know workable but like it's not clicking in my head so let's start <laughs> no. workable and i'm gonna share my screen because this is where we get down to the research so we're gonna figure out what workable does and how essentially um once we understand what they do a fresh perspective of what we might want to do ourselves yes so oh i used to use workable that's why i knew okay so workable um, is what's called an ATS software. So applicant tracking software, it's going to essentially help you um, streamline your hiring, get data, learn how long it takes to hire, what's more effective for your business, Indeed or LinkedIn. Um, and essentially they're competing against people like Jazz HR, uh, Lever, who a uh, longtime client at Directive um, and other players in the space. So make the right hires faster with the world's leading talent acquisition software. So. ATS. Um, they call it talent acquisition. It's also an applicant tracking software. So we will find that space. Have you ever worked with one of these before, Mike? Uh, no, no. I've, uh, I've, like everyone else, like I've submitted job applications. I believe I've probably seen this kind of somewhere in the background, but no, I've never actually looked into the the business itself. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. So let's uh, let's see what people are saying about them. So I'm gonna search workable real quick here. All right, and let's see what people are saying. Okay. So we got some good customer testimonial videos. I like to go to the three-star reviews. Yeah. <laughs> okay, ATS for the cost. So people are calling it an ATS, right? Even though they're calling it talent acquisition. So yeah. I think something interesting there. Um, two and a half years, calendar integrations. What do you not like? No homepage, no reminders, poor reporting. Okay. I actually left for some of these reasons. I went to Jazz HR, mm -hmm. uh, where they do a little bit more enterprise on the reporting side. Um, referral systems, not very convenient. So let's see, though. They're talking about a referral system, calendar integrations, reminders, reporting. Let's go see what their features look like, right? Yeah. In your mind, Mike, um, how do you think businesses should organize solutions, features, and these types of bottom of funnel core pages? What do you think they should be thinking about? Yeah. Um, for me, like I'm a big fan of kind of focusing on the use cases. Um, so like at Kinsta, we're working through a redesign right now where instead of just having features, we're going to have a page that's specifically for like membership hosting, a page for LMS hosting. So really focusing on the use case and getting okay. away from just like dumping features out there and actually connected to how people are actually going to use it. 
I love that. The other one I love too, Mike, on that is like roles. It's like, so yeah. how does sales use this? How does like, how would an executive team use this? How would a recruiter use this? How would an HR yeah. team use it? Right. And so roles are great too. So we're going to go from here into what we call the first impression. So, okay. um, in the first impression, what I think is so cool is trying to figure out what they do well, what we do different. So we talked a little bit about this earlier, right? They just have this product drop down. Yeah. So recruitment marketing, not a term I'm frankly actually familiar with. And I have a full-time recruiter in-house, so I haven't yeah. heard. I wonder what this is. Okay, got it. So this is their definition of like job syndication. Okay. Yeah. So what I would be curious on, right, and this is where the fun part goes, is workable instantly comes across to me based off of this and the talent acquisition software. As someone who's trying to create their own lane instead of understand the lane they fit in and then satisfy that demand. Does that make yeah. sense to you, Mike? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. What's your take on that, right? Like category creation versus like category placement. Yeah, I think, you know, category creation makes sense if you understand the work that's involved in that. So like people will point to a company like Gong, like they created their own category because they didn't like the conversations they were getting into focused on calls. I think yep. it is a lot of work. You have to be invested in it. I think sometimes a path of least resistance is to just adopt the language that your market's already speaking. Yeah. No, and I think too, like, it's so much harder to create a category than people get it remotely credit for, right? Like, do, do you have the content capacity to do a book, a speaking mm -hmm. tour, build relationships with publications, like to do it right? Because there's definitely a lot that goes into that. So here we see keyword difficulty 28, volume of 800. So there is more people talking about recruitment marketing than I gave credit for. Let's talk <laughs> about job syndication. Nobody's searching job syndication. So interesting. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I love it. So, so what we've got here, right, is at the product level, recruitment, marketing, built-in sourcing, candidate experience, referrals, language kit, hiring team. What do you think they're missing here from this core pages that you think would help them position themselves? Um, yeah. I mean, I think for me, I'm kind of, at a loss for like just like a simple like what does it do like you know i feel like that's a lot of thing you know businesses overlook like they'll have these solutions but also need to be some sort of opt-out where it's like you don't know anything like me i had very little knowledge workable just a basic like yeah. what does it actually do like you know cut out the fancy language like it does x i like that so that's what they're trying to do here, right? So that's that why workable page. I think one of the things they're doing well, Mike, is like this. Like they really know that they don't want to go outside the mid-market or even yep. that SMP space, right? So they really want to play in this space right here. Hmm. Yeah. So we got expert advice, fast global support, quick and easy onboarding. Yeah. World-class partners, security and compliance. 20,000 companies. I don't know if I'd hide this so low, right? If you're yeah. close to about 20,000 companies, I might want to lead with that. You know what I'm saying? For sure. For sure. Especially with these reviews, right? I would be really curious to see what would happen in conversion rates if we move that right below this hero shot before we go to our two column layout. This yeah. to me is some pretty powerful stuff. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, like for me, especially with like B2B stuff, like reviews are everything. Like I want to know like how people are using it, like what are their honest thoughts about it? Like that really is like the first thing I look for before I waste time looking at your features and everything. Like I want to know like what are people saying about you? I love that. I love that. So then we got this customer section here just to get an idea, right? So we got to figure out kind of whole things. So you got some customers, some cool videos. I like this video testimony thing. I mean, they're yeah. doing a pretty dang good job in a lot of these areas, especially on this customer's page. Yeah. This is cool. For okay. sure. So we got product, a little bit about platform. Okay, let's see if we get pricing in here. Uh, $99 per job per month, higher at scale. So we do need a full demo and we could assume it's gonna be more than $99, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and then, or I could start a trial, okay. What's been your take on dual call to actions like this? Um, yeah, I mean, I usually go for them, um, especially if I know like whatever my primary call to action is a big ask. And I know like there are multiple journeys and people are typically hitting that page at like all different stages of the funnel. So like when you're at that pricing page, people are obviously kind of like us now, they want to take a peek and get a sense of what it costs. Like they're not going to be lower funnel where you actually have other people who are like, I've done my research. I know they're the one I'm hitting there to get signed up. So I, I do like it in that instance. Okay. So it's like start hiring a day with a free trial. Yeah. And I could go here and then post your job in minutes. Fill your, I actually think they're doing a really good job here. Yeah. Um, in all honesty, I think this is a really nice. What's been your take on getting rid of the menu? So using uh, no exit points. Do you like doing that? Do you dislike doing that? What's your thought? Yeah, I've, uh, I kind of like it, especially when you're on like these pricing pages, especially if there's an easy opt-in, like this whole free trial, like I'm in favor of it there. Like if it was just like, you know, into your credit card type of situation, I probably would say no. Um, but I think something quick and easy, like a free trial, like, you know, taking away the menu's perfect. Okay. I love that. Anything else you saw as I was going through it, I'm going to throw them in here and I see them rush and just see how yep. data wise they're doing on organic. Anything you noticed? Um, yeah, I mean, I think, like I said, I think they do really, really well. Um, yeah, I like the design of the site. It's clean. You know, it's very easy to read. Like the biggest thing I think is just, you know, making sure that like people who maybe don't speak the language and aren't like particularly like HR, like, you know, kind of natives, like making it very clear, like this is what it does in plain language and maybe having kind of that, that site hierarchy where people slowly dive deeper and can get that more technical information as they're going kind of deeper into the into the architecture of the site. Okay, I love that, 100%. All right, so now we're sitting here. One of the things I'm interested in is well, let's go check out their blogs. We haven't done that yet. Yeah. How do I, okay, this is interesting, right? So I can't actually get to their content from the menu. Yeah. Yeah, that's usually a surefire. I'll do a lot of content. <laughs> and they're requiring me to give them their name, email, and message before I could chat. Both of which are kind of like, I would say, not best practice. What's been your take on that? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm big on like not requiring a whole lot other than like an email to start a chat. Um, and that's strictly just so like, you know, they get cut off or something like support can follow up or sales or whoever they're chatting with can follow up. But I think you need to keep it really minimal and just start conversations. Like people don't want to feel like, oh, this is a trap if I have a question. And then they're just going to go out and try to answer the question elsewhere. It may not be the way you would want to answer it. So I think you got to make it as easy as possible to get into the chat. 
A billion percent. A billion percent. So, okay, I'm guessing. So they do have a beautiful resource section that we just kind of. They don't give us all the features. Gotcha. Okay, so um, let's go over to the deep dive. This will be the yeah. deep dive because I feel like that's where we're at right now. So what does this make your brain do, my dude? Like, Mike, when you see this, like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those features. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, it's just like, it's just way, way too much. I'm like, like, there's no hierarchy to the features. There's no like, what are the most important? It's just a dump of features. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Cause like, what if we did something like this, right? So one of my ideas, I guess we can even call this like, if you're going to do this, right. To me, this is a beautiful place to do like a role, right? So yep. like, what role are you? And we got big three buttons, like recruiter, ex executive, yep. HR, and you click, and then it shows you the features you care about. Exactly. I don't know. That's just something like that. It's very, it seems like they built this whole website. Like, have you ever done a redesign project and then you have to choose how many pages you want redesigned and then some pages you choose not to? You're right. Like, <laughs> like it seems like this page, like they ran out of budget. You know what I mean? Because like they kind of like did, like look at this, right? They have this beautiful like yeah. find features type page. Yeah. And then they got like this leftover page and they're like, oh, well, if you really want to know everything, it's right here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, I know. Yeah, I hate the feature dump. What about the PDF downloads without email? You good on that? You anti that? What's your take? Uh, what is the PDF download again? It's a shareable <laughs> PDF of all their tools. Oh, gotcha. So that's interesting. It's a strange out of the page. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually interesting. I hadn't seen like a PDF of like features. Um, I'm not sure. Like nobody would definitely know they would put like an email or anything in for that. So I think it makes sense that they just have it open. Um, cool. It's a really interesting idea now I'm thinking about it, because especially if you have to quickly share something with stakeholders. Yeah. Um, I don't know if the PDF's easier than just sharing a link, but I guess it kind of organizes it in a, a simple fashion for people. <laughs> well, I mean, there's some old school men and yeah. women who <laughs> would prefer to print it off, not that yeah. I'm old school. Like you know, like have it right there. <laughs> right. You know, I think it's brilliant. I do. I do something similar with our business where I have like download case studies because okay. I I know that people want something that they can print off and read maybe or like travel with or move around yeah. with. So I thought that was interesting. Um, okay, let me see here. So we've looked at everything, and before we start making recommendations, we got 15 minutes. So. I want to look at these recruiting resources. Okay. So what's your take here, my man? You got to have a take on this. What's your take on like the separate domain whole approach? Uh, Yeah. I mean, like I'm not a fan of it. I think if you're going to be like building SEO, like I just think it makes sense to just focus everything on one domain. Otherwise you're just trying to game SEO for two different landing places and like, you know, you're kind of handicapped. Like you're basically making your job harder. <laughs> yeah. With us saying that, Mike, I mean, are they like contradict? Like, has SEO changed and all our little best practices aren't relevant anymore? Because here's the thing, man. I've been doing this show, right? And I just yeah. keep getting my bl mind blown on camera in front of all my peers. Because last time I was complaining that Grammarly had no menu structure and they didn't literally link to any of their content in their menu. Yeah. Well, Today, Workable also 
does not link to any of their content in their menu, and furthermore, uses a <laughs> subdomain, yet they rank for $1.7 million in traffic costs. Now, could I make the argument that they could be doing better, but, like, how much better can you do than number one? Right? Like, I mean, <laughs> I don't even – what are we doing anymore, right? Like, I mean, they're – like, oh, it, it appears to me – yeah. That some of the technical SEO haggling that SEOs are loving to do just doesn't matter anymore. Is that, I, I mean, do you think that's a fair statement? Yeah, man. I mean, SEO is probably the area of marketing that like I'm the most gray on. Like, I always find myself going to our SEO guy like he's some sort of magician. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do your magic and get us higher ranking. <laughs> but if you think about it, right? Like, it, it appears to me when I take a first glance at this, and let me see here too. Internal X. Okay, they have minimal links, like 18 links to the page. Schema is irrelevant, in my opinion. Yeah. The title tag is strong. So, eight job, eight job offer letter or templates for every circumstance plus tips. Yeah. Description. Word count 1700 and kind of frankly, like, yeah, you know, whatever, I guess. <laughs> like, I wouldn't say that this is like a good piece of content, in the no. like, you know what I mean? Like, it's pretty like boilerplate, it is. but you can solve what you came here for, right? Like, job letter templates, and then they give you job letter templates i mean it <laughs> kind of satisfies what they want right it's, but it's not here's the here's my biggest thing is like they don't sell the product at all because how do i get to the product do you get what i'm saying right right yeah because i can try for free which is that free trial you see and that's the demo call to action but oh. what about like the product and this is my problem with shared men like with different menus on yeah. content is that like it's almost like we're trying to become a media company where our yeah. content is valuable for content's sake instead of content that's valuable for driving revenue's sake does that kind of make sense no no it makes perfect sense <laughs> yeah i've actually run into that. yeah what were you saying yeah i was saying yeah i've actually run into that a lot like i always have battles with content teams like especially if like a business like content's one of their big drivers content team typically is like oh we don't want too many calls to action within the content we want to keep it clean and we want the experience to be good and then it's like hey guys like at the end of the day like we're a business that sells x like we're not a media company like we need to be selling <laughs> no 100 percent. and okay to me this is the dopest part of their strategy that i've seen so far look at this they built this is kind of cool so they oh. built 1,000 plus HR templates. Oh. Now, that is freaking awesome. And then this should be talked about way more. And hopefully this gets a little bit of the word out today. Yeah. And I got to share this because, I mean, they got 700 plus job descriptions. That's pretty yeah. freaking sweet. Yeah. That's a strategy, right? To go all in and see how it's all internally linked. And yeah. then you go here. And then you can see other related job descriptions, topics. Post now on the job board. See, now we're talking product integration, content yeah. that makes sense. I wonder, uh, they're not in a subfolder. 
So I guess one of the recommendations here is a small one, but you could create a templates subfolder and it would be exponentially easier to splice this data internally at Workable to see how all your templates are driving revenue. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I but, think that's, that's huge. Like for me, like anytime like we've had to like hire internally, anybody's asked me to write a job description, like I have no idea where to start. I feel like I have like a gut feeling in my mind what they should like, but I don't really have any science to it. It's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, 100%, 100%. So, okay, so we're sitting here, right? We've looked at everything. Yeah. I, oh, I hate when this happens. Okay, I can't get back to their homepage, so. Let's do our big three pillars, right? So we've looked at everything. We have this, in my opinion, we have world-class testimonials. Yep. We have world-class like content strategy. Yep. And then we have this product that we think is good. I'm. <laughs> Where, where, you know what I mean? Like, what, what, what's your take on that? Like, where, where do you? So you're the CMO, right, Mike? You show up today. What, what are the big three things you're fixing for them? Yeah, I think you know their their content has a lot of potential, especially like more of their like tool type content, like the whole job description things. I think that is a much better kind of in uh, than say like people kind of pushing a free trial. Um, they could use that, I think, to capture a lot of people, especially on the lower end of that mid-market that they're targeting, because their businesses are typically going to be in a space where they maybe have one HR person, probably not the most experienced. So there's a really, really good in, and then they can kind of grow that audience from there. Yeah. So focus, you think, more on the trial than the demo? Yep. Okay. So do our data and say, we make more money with trials or we make more money with demos, but then stick to it and then create that one experience that's perfect. I think exactly. that's kind of pillar number one. Um, in my opinion, pillar number two is we got to get pricing. The, their pricing is not complicated and doesn't need to be. And the way they built their business, which is acquiring customers through content, as you can tell, at a low yeah. cost per acquisition, that should have trial-based pricing, right? So if we stick with the trial, we need to yep. say how much you're going to pay post-trial to start to really activate self-onboarding. Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I think, you know, being upfront about pricing is huge. I feel like that's one of the things I think a lot of SaaS businesses go wrong. They try to like high price pricing in the hopes that, oh, if they just reach out to us, we can sell them on like whatever it costs, but you're going to end up wasting time with a lot of people who are going to like, as soon as they hear the pricing, they're going to be gone. And you waste all this time nurturing and trying to sell them on something that yep. if at the end of the day they can't afford, like there's nothing you can do about it. Well, yeah, 100%. And if like if I go over to Jazz HR and they've got pricing and I go to Lever and yeah. they got no pricing, I think the easiest one for me to just check out as an HR person or as admin is the one that wins my business. So if I know yeah. that I can afford this and I just try it for free. I don't think yep. I need to go try a bunch of other ones. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So I think that's big for us. I think my last thing and what I think is huge is I need to get resources on workable.com forward slash resources, build out my own custom CMS, and then fully integrate it into my product menu so that my content and my business aren't living in separate universes. What do you think yeah. about that? 
Yeah, yeah. No, I definitely think you have to marry the two. Like they they're in a fortunate place, unlike a lot of businesses where they actually do have really good, valuable content because you certainly have businesses that kind of repurpose like, like BS you've seen 100 times elsewhere. But they've actually yep. got some really good, unique content. They need to make that one of their growth drivers. I love it. I love it. So if we put this all together, I think the most important thing for us to look at then, right? One is we got to choose our call to action and master it. I do think that free trial is a really great idea. Yep. Number two, pricing. Let's actually talk about it. Like, let's get that out there and then use that to drive free trials. Yeah. And then I think lastly, like we talked about, is not only just getting content integrated to our menu, but then getting content integrated to our product and then expanding on product level content. Because while yep. we made a billion pieces of content for recruiting resources and all these different pieces, we're frankly missing use cases, roles, and the actual thing people are, the problem people are trying to solve. I actually feel like we're quite weak on that kind of content. So yes, sure. I love it. I love it. So let's talk about a bright new future because to me, they've done so much to get it there. I yeah. think if we could focus on these things, we could really, really elevate what we're trying to accomplish. Um, we have back in our background, the producers have been putting yeah. together a PowerPoint this whole time. So I'm curious really? if they're able to get it done. We we're talking fast. Okay. So <laughs> let's see if they get it to us. Oh my gosh, we got it. All right. They heard us. They're working behind the scenes. So let's <laughs> share the findings from today's um episode all right i'm gonna share my screen cool so workable is an ats software streamlining your hiring awesome competitors jazz hr and lever from reviews could be a little more convenient with calendar integration features and enterprise level getting a little more user focused i love that so what were, what do we see, right? Customers page, really solid. What do they actually do? I think that was a great point you brought up, Mike, is like it's hard to tell exactly what they do. And they could be a little more focused with copying inside architecture. Um, yeah. Keep social proof a little higher. If you're trusted by 20,000 companies, let the people know. I think that's brilliant. If we threw a hot jar on there, I bet you less than 2% of users are even scrolling to their social proof right now, which would probably blow their mind. Yeah. <laughs> um. What are we seeing? The deep dive menu doesn't lead us to content, making visitors jump through hoops, right? For all that investment, right? That they made Mike, just as much yeah. as they don't have product in their content menu, they don't have content in their product menu. It's literally yeah. like they're two separate teams and they hate <laughs> each other. You know what I'm talking about? Like there's like yeah. some serious politics going on. It's like, this is the content right. team. This is the product team. We don't talk. Right. Um, some hierarchy yeah. to the features. Um, I think this is some stuff you talked about using a subdomain, but still ranks for traffic. Interesting. Um, content section doesn't sell the product. Um, you know, definitely a media focus, which has been more common lately. Job description templates, great product integration and content makes sense. Could be added in subfolders. Yeah. I, I would love this because they, they've obviously invested a ton of different content across a ton of different themes related yep. to queries that their target audience has. I think it'd be valuable for them to know which types of themes are driving the most revenue and then fund it accordingly, right? Do we need more templates or do we need more like 
customer features, right? And like really understanding that. For sure. So three pillars. Content has a lot of potential, especially their job templates. I bet you if we ran a bubble keyword analysis there, Mike, we could find hundreds and thousands of keywords that were just off off of page one, where a little internal linking, a little keyword research, we could do really well. Um, Pricing. Be upfront, tell people what they're in for. I think that would be huge on a product built for small business, right? Like Gusto is not hiding their pricing, right? Yeah. That's like, you know what I'm saying? Like you get into the product immediately, you get pricing. Those things are important in my mind. Um, sure. Get content integrated into the menu and main site, 100%. And so the bright new future, a lot of potential in their content to still rank for a lot of keywords could focus on the organization of the content and their user experience, pricing transparency, and let's get everything integrated ASAP. I mean, yeah. honestly, Mike, yeah. and that is the makeover. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I think that was I think yeah. that was pretty good. That was good. Yeah. Honestly, Mike, if I am them, I'd be so excited. They have everything. Yeah. And it's separate. Right? Like they you know how hard it is to get someone to spend that much money on content? Like they went all in and then didn't integrate it. So yeah, it's yeah. crazy. And it's like me as a demand generation marketer, I was like, if I was looking at that and say like they were looking to hire somebody like me, I'm like, oh, awesome. Like my job is easy. Like I go in there, connect two dots and like, they're going to think yeah. I'm a genius. <laughs> I love it. Right. Like, and then think about like activation, right? Like getting people from free trial to customer. When you have that much content to activate them in your workflows, post like conversion, everything yeah. they have is phenomenal. Um, any closing, any closing thoughts for anyone, uh, tuning in today, Mike? <laughs> um, no, I think, you know, I think the biggest thing is like when you're like setting up your SaaS website, think about like how you can be as simple and plain about what you do at the very, very beginning. So as soon as I land there, no jargon, no like fancy copywriting headlines came up with just like, what is it that you do? And then from there, kind of build off of that. I love it. I love it. No, it's amazing. Well, thank you so much for being with us today, Mike. It has been amazing. And that is your SaaS marketing makeover. Thank you, everybody. And I'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you.